Welcome to the Making Connections podcast with your host, Spencer Raposo. This podcast was made to interview current registered kinesiologists in Ontario and talk to them about what they do and where they see the future of the profession going. The goal of the podcast is to get a conversation going about kinesiology as a regulated health profession in Ontario. Each episode, we'll bring on a new guest with loads of experience as an ARKIN that will share their story and any advice for any new ARKINs and kinesiology students about current opportunities in the field. In this episode, I interview Aaron McCullough, registered kinesiologist, wellness consultant, occupational health specialist, and founder of Balanced Life Services. Aaron completed his human kinetics degree at Guelph and continued at Humber College with a postgraduate in exercise science and lifestyle management. Currently, Aaron works for TriFit Inc. in Medsys while working on his business and podcast, Health's Kitchen. In this episode, Aaron tells us about the hustle being an arcan in occupational health what he deems as the most beautiful gym in Toronto, and how the knowledge we have as kins has so much power to change so many people's lives. Enjoy. Hi, Aaron. Hello. How's it going today? Pretty good. It's Monday morning, so it's always good. Yeah. So first, I just want to welcome Aaron to the Making Connections podcast, and thank you for coming on the show today. Thank you for having me. So what I want to do is let, we can get started with the conversation and let you begin letting the listeners know about how long you've been in a registered kinesiologist. And kind of after that, starting from the beginning, let us know about your kind of background story about how you got to where you are today, and I'll let you kind of take the floor there. Yeah, for sure. So I, as of this August, I will have been a kin for four years. So I'm sort of three and a half ish right now. Um, so became registered in 2016. Um, and uh, where do you start to tell my backstory? I was, I think it's pretty obvious as a kinesiologist, a lot of us come from athlete backgrounds, me included. I used to be a, a national level competitive figure skater way back in the day. Um, which was an absolute blast. And then I ended up going to the University of Guelph and uh, doing a human kinetics degree. And while I was doing that degree, I was a varsity coach and a strength and conditioning intern and uh, really enjoyed the um, experiences I had doing that, learning how people move and how to coach and how to help people out. So I decided to just focus on that more and did my postgrad at Humber College um, in exercise science and lifestyle management, where then I was finally able to attempt the registered kinesiologist, kinesiologist exam and pass it. Awesome. Yeah, I feel like there's been a, a fair amount of people that I've had on this kind of podcast that have kind of done that um, lifestyle management course at Humber. And I, a lot of people said it's been really advantageous for them because you get a lot more practical experience there compared to let's say individuals like myself who just completed like their undergrad and maybe didn't get as much experience or exposure to different environments through like practicals or placements. 
Yeah, actually, um, that's sort of the strength of the Hummer program was they uh, really threw the book at you with everything that uh, a kinesiologist sort of does in the field from Mm -hmm. health and safety to uh, rehab to a thing like cardiac rehab to wellness to, you know, training clients to pretty well everything that you can think of under the sun. Um, You know, they kind of threw the book at you, which is cool because you get to sort of dip into everything and see what you might actually want to do as a career when you're done afterwards. And then on top of it, you do uh, an internship at the end for about eight weeks, which is just really great to sort of break into the field and start uh, working with people. No, for sure. That, that makes sense in terms of having that exposure as a student. So yes, you went through school, had that kind of athletic background and that brought you to where you are today. So I know also as well to our listeners, Aaron is, is also a host of his own podcast. So I'll let you kind of, uh, have a chance to kind of talk a little bit about your balanced life uh, podcast to the listeners. And then after that, we'll go a little bit more in depth in terms of what you do in your current role as a kinesiologist. Yeah, for sure. So um, yeah, so I launched my own podcast um, back in November uh, called Health Kitchen. And uh, it's part of my uh, consulting business called Balanced Life Services. And essentially, I focus on... Uh, health and performance for food service employees. So unlike other uh, kinesiologists that usually work in much corporate settings, I spent a long time working in restaurants as a server. So I kind of wanted to bring all my training and skills to restaurant employees because they work really hard. Um, you know, they I like to say they're athletes in a lot of ways. They mm-hmm. have the same output and uh, it's a really grueling job. And it's a really big problem in the industry because a lot of people burn out very quickly. And uh, I want to bring forward those uh, types of solutions that we may see in classic wellness settings or just things that a kinesiologist can bring forward to empower them. So I started this podcast called Health Kitchen, where we talk about health, safety and performance in the food service industry. Um, I have on uh, various other I've had on a couple other kinesiologists. I've had on other health experts, but then as well, I have on chefs and bartenders and servers to tell their stories of uh, of successes and struggles with their health in relation to the job. No, for sure. And like, that's a very, very unique and niche kind of population that you serve. And that was one thing that when I was looking at kind of guests to bring on the podcast, I wanted to kind of get a variety of different individuals that had, yes, different passions, but also kind of different uh, niche populations that they serve. And also on top of that, you having your podcast to kind of talk about it too is was another plus. Yeah, I I just uh, I I don't know. I have a I learned a lot um, when it comes to how, like when I went spent time in the restaurant. I learned a lot around around customer service, around um, organization, like all those sort of soft skills that you don't normally think of when you think of a, a serving job. And I couldn't stop thinking about that population after I left because I had so many friends in it, and I decided to start working with them and i knew the first step was this podcast that i started health mm-hmm. kitchen to start bringing light to this issue and uh it's had a pretty good reception so far uh, a lot of people in toronto are listening to it a lot of people who aren't part of the restaurant industry are listening to it um so it's really cool because i feel like i've i'm creating a space for a lot of people to tell their stories which uh is really different you don't always see that in the restaurant world because usually they just have celebrity chefs 
and mm-hmm. stuff that uh, get to kind of get the spotlight. But I'm talking to everyone. So it's been it's been a really awesome experience. Yeah, you're, it sounds like you're trying to make it more real and kind of tell the, the stories behind the stories. And that's kind of similar to what I want to do and plan to do with sort of this kind of Making Connections podcast is to kind of tell those stories of this population, like registered kinesiologists in Ontario, about um, what they're kind of going through and, and different things and kind of bring up that and put, put that out there in the world. Yeah, and that's so important because we are, I like to say we're the new kids on the block of registered health professionals. Um, Mm -hmm. We have a lot that we can do for people, but it is, you know, breaking down those barriers of what we do. And I think kinesiologists, and we'll probably get into this a little bit as we move through this interview, but kinesiologists have the ability to act in so many different spaces that um, it's just really awesome to see what we can do. And it's, I'm happy that this podcast exists so that we can start, you know, highlighting and talking and sort of seeing what's out there. Yeah. And I, yeah. And like you said, we'll kind of get more into it after, but even with our last conversation, we talked about how it, it's very broad, um, but it's good to have sort of variety. Um, and I know we'll kind of chat a little bit more when we kind of talk about kind of the future and where we see that going. Yeah, for sure. So I'll try not to get too much into that. <laughs> So um, other than with your uh, Hell's Kitchen um, podcast, so with your Balanced Life Services, you also have another role as a kinesiologist. So I want you to kind of let us know in terms of what you do um, a little bit more specific, because I know a lot of people have kind of said, yes, people talk about what their job or their role is. But if you can give a little bit more kind of detail in terms of what maybe you do on a daily basis, what are some of your kind of roles and what you kind of have to do as as an Arkin in your position. Yeah, for sure. I think as an Arkin, um, so firstly, I work for um, TriFit um, primarily. Um, I've heard TriFit mentioned on some of your other guest interviews so far. Um, mm-hmm. So I know people are probably a little bit familiar, but TriFit is um, essentially the largest corporate wellness company in the, uh, in the GTA and across Canada. They uh, have been in business for 40 years uh, doing really amazing work. And uh, essentially, they do various wellness programs for large employers. So... Um, you know, so like they go in and they source, um, corporate gyms, they will do smaller programs and smaller clients. It just kind of varies what you do from there. But TriFit is also part of the Medicis Health Group. Um, and the cool thing about being a kinesiologist is that you can do a lot of different things within the company. So I started out um, working for TriFit. I did my internship with them, uh, my Humber internship. And after that, there was an opportunity to uh, take on a two days a week wellness role for a client of theirs. Um, for mat leave so i said yes and i hopped on that and i was coordinating a wellness program for a uh, corporate client of about 250 employees um and then i did that for a little while and then i took on another uh contract because uh there was sort of another one that opened so then i was working three days a week and then um i found out about medicis and i found out that medicis uses kinesiologists for ergonomics pre-employment screening so poets um in their executive health clinics as well. So I kind of literally emailed the head of occupational health um, one day and just said, hey, I want to see what you do and I want to learn. And he connected me to the coordinator and literally the next week they said, hey, we have some poets. Are you able to go and do those? (laughs) Um, So I said, yeah, sure. If if someone can train me how to do it, I'm all about it. And then I kind of got on the list and I kept getting sent more and more and more work. 
Um, mm-hmm. Because being an Arkin and because of the Humber program, I had so many certifications under my belt uh, when mm-hmm. it comes to occupational health. Um, I was able to kind of step into all these roles because I had the experience to do so. So it, it was kind of funny. I just ended up getting all this work over and over and over again from uh, going and doing pre-employment screens for various employers. And then I was at the clinic doing them as well. And then I was doing a, a job demands analysis for a few clients and then sending to do safe lifting seminars for some of the more industrial clients, like literally, mm-hmm. you know, just getting called up and getting to do all this work, which is really exciting because I kind of got to do a lot of different things. So at this point, um, I still continue to do all sorts of different things. I um, run the wellness program two days a week for a uh, wellness client for TriFit. Um, I help manage one of TriFit's corporate gyms downtown Toronto, which in uh, SFC, which I believe is the most beautiful gym in the city. Um, and I wish people could see it, but it's a you know private tenant only facility, but I, I definitely believe it's the most beautiful gym in the city. And then as well, I get to go around and doing all this uh, extra work. So, you know, mm-hmm. uh, corporate seminars, industry seminars, um, pre-employment screening, uh, job demands analysis. I kind of just get, you know, uh, they call me up and I get to go do it, which means I get to go everywhere and see everything, which is my favorite part of my job. Mm-hmm. No, that was definitely a good kind of explanation. And I'm sure if anyone kind of goes on your LinkedIn too, you can see a little bit more in depth (laughs) in terms of more specifics. But that was a good explanation in terms of kind of what you do in your role. There's lots of different things. And it's not always organized in terms of you do the same thing all the time. You have different jobs, um, different projects that you work on at a time. And that kind of varies, I'm sure, from time of the year to like how busy you, you guys are. Yeah, yeah. It definitely depends on when budgets are rolling over, I've noticed. So... Um, mm-hmm. You know, obviously, when the budget rolls over in January is usually when a lot of our work uh, sometimes comes in because it's just like everybody has money in the budget all of a sudden. So then you get kind of all the projects that are sort of on hold get picked up. So I've definitely noticed that, you know, you kind of have that like really busy first of the year. It gets slightly quieter. We're obviously still doing work all year long, but slightly quieter mm-hmm. when you start to hit like late spring into summer and then you get another uptick um, in the fall. And then, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and all that. So, yeah, it definitely has a flow to it. But, you know. Yeah. No, that, that makes sense. So next sort of part that I want to kind of chat about with you is now that you've been registered now for four years, um, kind of working as an Arkin with TriFit and Metasys, um, I want you to kind of tell everyone kind of what would you say is like your overall experience as a, as a kinesiologist in your role or roles? Um, just so then the listeners, if they're students or maybe other people are interested in what you do, kind of um, giving them an idea of what you think is your, yeah, your experience so far. Um, I would say my experience has been uh, pretty positive on the whole. Um, You know, I've had the opportunity to work with a lot of corporate clients, which, you know, not a lot of kinesiologists get to do, which, you know, I get to learn a lot about how different corporations work through my work with Metasys and TriFit, which is very interesting. But I also think that um, for any kinesiologists that are looking to get into this field, um, there is a major hustle factor that you have to keep in mind, um, you know, because we are the new kids. And I think a lot of people would think that they finish school, uh, they get the arcade and then, oh, there's going to be a job lined up for me or something like that. And um, mm-hmm. I think it's, 
instead it's a more of a you know you take what experience you can get and you build off it from there you know so when somebody offers you a small opportunity um you know even if it's you know something really little that's just you know a few hours a week or one day a week or whatever it is um you know just take that up and then you know go for the next thing with the experience that you got from that right like you know just mm -hmm. do an amazing job Absolutely, and people yeah. will start to recommend you for things you know and uh as you start to get a reputation that you do excellent work you start to get more work offered to you and it sort of just grows from there but it's not the I wouldn't say for a kinesiologist, the uh, regular like nine to five, you get your job, you go in, you do your thing mm -hmm. uh, and then you get to go home and you do the same thing every day. Um, I wouldn't, I don't think a single Arcan I know really lives that life. Um, you know, so you have to have that hustle, you know, you have to, mm -hmm. you have to be open to, um, you know, working on opportunities and seeing what people need and sort of being clever in that way. And I don't think, you know, it's not like other registered health professions where there's like very um, straightforward um, development chains, uh, you know, mm -hmm. so like a comparably like a dentist or a physiotherapist or something where, you know, a lot of the time it's sort of you get hired somewhere or you open up your own clinic and this is what you do. Um you know, for us, it's sort of where do we fit within that? Uh, where do we fit within the whole picture and finding out your niche? But usually it's you do little things and you keep growing from there. Yeah. And that's something that I've heard consistently kind of talking to people is a lot of the things that kind of pop up be is because of something else that you did previously, whether that's a volunteer experience, whether that's signing a contract for a project or working that one day a week kind of job that a lot of those experiences and those trials um, kind of lead to a lot more positive things down the road. So kind of, that kind of aligns with kind of what you said there, really making sure that we really work on the opportunities that are sort of presented to us um, and kind of work hard toward it. And then hopefully it comes to fruition. If not, like you said, you gain experience and add some skills in your tool belt to kind of maybe down the road, it'll be more beneficial. Yeah, exactly. And I can actually attest to this. Um, the my most obvious example that kind of popped into my head was uh, one of the corporate clients I was working for TriFit is like one of the largest corporate entities in Canada. And, uh, you know, this is like a large company of like 25 to 30,000 employees. So you'd think when you work with people that you never see them again after you like leave that location because, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a giant company. There's no way. But then I got hopping. I got hopped onto another project like literally a year later. Like I hadn't even uh, I got sort of offered to do another small project. And we were doing a group call to kind of see what was happening with the project. And literally two people from the old office I used to work at were on the call and part of that project as well. And they're like, oh, yeah, we already know Aaron and we know how he does things and all this sort of stuff. And they were vouching for me mm -hmm. in that call, which was unexpected but that's that's what happens right you know you kind of work with people yeah. and people like you uh they kind of seem to mm -hmm. show up again mm -hmm. yeah so that, that kind of goes with the term like always kind of giving your putting your best foot forward and kind of working hard because you never know when those opportunities may present yourself and that's a perfect example that yeah you don't expect to see those sort of people um, but leaving and having like goodwill it'll, it'll kind of catch up to you in the real yep. world sooner or later hopefully. sooner or later yeah yeah at some point yours is fairly quick one year turnover but <laughs> yeah in some ways yes <laughs> yeah so next i wanted to kind of go sort of more in depth and this is something that we did 
talk a little bit more about and you are fairly passionate about this as well in terms of where you kind of see the future of the profession of kinesiology in Ontario kind of going and I know it was a conversation that we had that we talked about how important it was to position ourselves and to kind of create interesting solutions and I want us to kind of go through that a little bit more in depth for the listeners today and give your kind of insight in terms of what you think. Yeah. So um, the future of kinesiology, I think, is going to be really interesting. And I don't, um, it's hard to predict exactly where we're all going, because as we said before, the scope of a kinesiologist is extremely broad. Um, and we can all do very different things. So uh, where you see it going as like a unit, like the whole profession um, is hard to predict. But I I am, well, what I hope to see is kinesiologists mm-hmm. starting to work in unexpected places, you know, um, because we mm-hmm. do so much work when it comes to the human body. And because we know so much about how the human body moves, it gives us so much power of how we can change people's lives, you know? So, of course, we all think, you know, we work in um, therapy clinics, working on injuries, whatever that could be. Um, but like when you're working with um, different corporations or you're working in different workplaces, you have so much power to go in and change how people work, how people proceed through their day. So I want to see kinesiologists mm-hmm. breaking in in that way. Um, kind of like how mm-hmm. I am working on right now, trying to work break into the food service industry and say, hey, you have a lot of burnt out employees. You have these sort of problems. And I can actually come and help with that. Um, you know, we can build some processes, we can look at how people move, we can use ergonomics, health and safety, whatever it could be to create a healthier workplace that uh, turns around and has better returns for the business. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so I want to see more of that. I want to see more kinesiologists, you know, finding those small niche areas and start working within them. Because I think we're the only people that can really create those kind of changes. You're not going to see, um, other groups doing this as effectively, right? You're not going to see um, a, a physiotherapist or a chiropractor possibly breaking into those groups because obviously they come from a more of a therapy perspective uh, compared to a performance perspective. Mm-hmm. But you're also not going to have like a personal trainer, um, you know, something like that break into that scene at the same time because they're they're not going to have the ergonomics and the biomechanics and those sorts of things. So we have this really well-rounded skill set and I want us as a group to start applying it in different kinds of situations than we do right now. Um, So, yeah, I think that's sort of, that's where I see it going or that's where I hope to see it go. I think more people are going Uh to become registered. Of course, Um, there are some really interesting conversations happening these days around our role and what's happening and, uh, how we're growing. So I think there's some really cool things going on, but I, I would love to see a bigger push in that direction as well. No, for sure. And one thing that I kind of think too is you'll start to see like registered kinesiologists kind of show up, like you said, pop up more places. Cause I think it is true in terms of there are like a lot of kins in registered kinesiology out there, but a lot of their titles don't say that. So for other people, whereas like you have, a let's say a physio, like they're called a physio, whereas a registered kinesiologist can also be called a wellness consultant, also be called um, uh, occupation, uh, occupational health and safety specialist. You know what I mean? So I think in order for it to grow too, like, using the title registered kinesiologist or putting it in your name will kind of help the profession grow to show 
not just students, but also the public that they also work in all these variations. Yeah, yeah. That's something that I've noticed that I've always found funny because I always have Arkin at the end of my name when it comes to work stuff. Mm -hmm. And it's like Mm -hmm. in my email signature and everything. Um, And I'm Mm -hmm. always surprised that other people don't do that, even though there are kins. I'm like, why? Like, you can put all the mm-hmm. other stuff as well. Like, it's not like, you know, you could put <laughs> like, you know, occupational health and safety specialist and then, you know, but then have the arcane with it. And I think that's something for mm-hmm. some reason people don't do that. And I've been confused by that, but I've always done it. So, yeah. And that's what I mean. It's kind of one of those things that in order for it to grow, like, people need to know that's who they're being helped by or, that they see it enough, they're like, oh, what is this? And then they're, they kind of go, oh, wow, like this is definitely someone or uh, a service that would be helpful for me or for my business or um, other people. Yeah, exactly. Know. And I'm seeing it more even on like job applications. Um, you know, there's postings where they say, um, you know, needs to be a registered kinesiologist or in with the College of Kinesiologists. So, you know, it's nice to see that starting to pop up more as well. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, instead of having just like, degree in health and wellness or kinesiology or occupational that they're yeah they're requesting them to be a a, arkin which is yeah a regulated health professional which is i think is important like you said going yeah yeah and it's a big it's a way different thing right so um i'm Mm -hmm. happy to start seeing that across the board um more often um you know but that work's still being done to happen more and more and more and that's what i want to see Yeah, no, I totally agree with that for sure. So now that we kind of chatted about kind of kind of your experience, what you see as the future and sort of like your background, I wanted to kind of finish off here with a chance for you to kind of give any tidbits of advice um, for any kinesiology students that may be listening that are kind of curious about being an Arkin or potentially what you do in your role or like any advice for any new Arkins that are kind of just starting out there and um, what advice you'd kind of give to yourself kind of post-graduation or post-passing the Arkin exam. Yeah, what advice would I give? Um, kind of what I've already um, hinted on in this in this interview so far, but like really taking whatever opportunities you can get and learning from them and then building off them from there. Right. So always seeing, okay, great. I got to do this thing. What, how does that set me up to do something else in the future? Um, You know, or where, how does this connect to what I plan to do in the future? You know, so, um, you know, Mm -hmm. saying yes to stuff gives you a lot of experience to do all sorts of really awesome things. And I think, you know, the Arkans I've seen that are very successful have done that across the board um Mm -hmm. so that would be my main part of advice um if we you know after you've written the exam if you end up passing it um you know take the opportunity to find a mentor is also really important so maybe if you can find an arkin who's working in the field doing something you want to do um you know that's you know go talk to them see if you can uh, hang out with them see if you can learn from them and have somebody that you can bounce ideas off of is really important because a lot of us work very alone um you know so make Mm -hmm. sure you have someone that you can grow with and then as well don't ever feel like you're stuck in one part of the health sciences kinesiology work um and that's something that i've Mm -hmm. kind of noticed in the last year as well um you know if you think that you do one thing 
it doesn't mean that you can't go do a different thing later on. Um, you know, so I think sometimes yeah. people get into working in clinic and then they think that's what I do. You know, I couldn't go and do this mm -hmm. thing because I have been doing this. So I think, you know, be open to mm -hmm. the idea that like you, because you're an arcan, your base of knowledge is already so um, wide, um, you know, and you had mm -hmm. to learn so much to just pass that exam, you know, that like you have the ability to learn new things and start growing from there. Um, an example for myself is I'm working now on my occupational health and safety certificate, right? Because I just said that, you know, I have all the biomechanics stuff and now I'm working on learning the health and safety in high detail so that I can marry that all together. So I would say that's something that's mm -hmm. uh, really important for the field as well is just, you know, keep, keep doing things, but it's a hustle life. <laughs> so don't, don't expect that you're going to yeah. get out and like, it's going to be really easy. You know, uh, it's, it's, it's a hustle and that's, you know, and that's fine too. It's just, you know, I think if you go in expecting that, then um, that's a good thing. Yeah. And that's true for a lot of things in terms of coming into the real world. Once you've kind of graduated and finished that, that job or that opportunity isn't going to be right there to have that kind of nine to five full-time position. You, you'll have to kind of put in the work sometimes, especially if it's going to be something that you really want. So whether that's like we all talked about before, taking that one day a week job, having that volunteer experience, messaging that Arkin that does that kind of job that you're kind of curious about. So I agree in terms of, yeah, you kind of have to put in the work more than you think. And having that expectation right off the bat will kind of help you not be so discouraged in terms of um, when you finish. Yeah. And like in. over time, you can have really big opportunities because of all the all those little opportunities that you've done. And to remember that our kids mm -hmm. have so much knowledge that like a lot of other people don't have. Um, you know, so once you get the opportunity, you can do really big things with it. Um, I know in the health and safety field, um, registered kinesiologists, once they get into it and once they, you know, have the health and safety credentials with it, have huge opportunities because all of a sudden you understand ergonomics and you understand how people move and you can apply a job demands analysis and really build an entire health and safety program around that because you have those skills um, that, uh, you know, so there's, mm -hmm. there's a lot of potential out there to grow with that so yeah <laughs> no for sure so last uh what i wanted to do now is just thank you so much for coming on sort of the podcast today and kind of telling your story and sharing it from your perspective so people can kind of see it's it's not as easy and that you're sometimes you're going to have to put on different sort of hats um to kind of finally find that kind of hat or that niche that you like so i just want to say, yeah say thank you so much for coming on the podcast today you're an awesome guest and uh i really thank you so time. much it's been a blast um and uh yeah i hope to come, maybe come on in the future again and we can talk about in more detail on something no for sure yeah a lot of the stuff right now the platform is just trying to get introduce people and then as we, i kind of get accustomed to a lot of this i plan to do maybe more specific podcasts with um, some of the previous guests to kind of go a little bit more in depth because i know this is really just sort of like touching the surface uh, with a lot of things yeah that for sure oh i'm excited and i can and thank you again for this opportunity awesome so lastly i just want to say thank you to all the listeners Thank you for taking your time out today to listen to this full episode. 
I look forward to releasing more podcast interviews in the future. And like we just talked about, maybe a little bit more in depth in terms of specific topics. Um, so if you do know of any topics or of other Arkins that you think would be an awesome fit for this podcast, you can email at makingconnections at gmail.com. Also, if you have any other comments, questions, they can all be directed at our LinkedIn or Facebook page, both at Making Connections Podcast. Links for all these um, will be in the show notes of the podcast. And again, thank you for listening and have a great day. I want to thank everyone for listening today. I really appreciate you taking the time out to listen to the entire full podcast. If you liked what you listened to today and want to hear more, please subscribe to the Making Connections podcast on whichever platform you're listening on now. And remember to like us on Facebook and LinkedIn pages.